0: This is Epic Web3 Podcast, Uh, my name is Alex, I'm co-founder of Epic Web3, Uh, we make professional events uh, all over the world for Web3 builders. I'm today uh, with uh, Andy, Andy is a co-founder of The Rollup, an educational and media company in DeFi. Hey Andy, how's it going?
1: Yes sir, two in a row, two podcasts back to back, I'm in the same spot as I was last time and ready to talk to Raza. so...
0: Yeah, we today we're joined by uh, Raza from Scroll, uh, who is in charge of Devrel, and uh, hopefully Sandy Peng, who, who is a who's a co-founder. Uh, Scroll is an EVM compatible uh, zk rollup, and yeah, we have some interesting questions. So yeah, hi Raza.
2: Hey everyone. Uh, hey Alex and Andy. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. So. I I have just looked at your Twitter. I mean, Scrolls Twitter account, and uh, you you announced uh, office hours, and uh, one of the most popular questions was uh, was that why the transaction cost and scroll is so high uh, like two three dollars per transaction looks more like a layer two layer one than layer two what can i say about this
2: yeah well it depends also uh you know what time frame you're talking about i mean bear market boom market uh, transactions are are wildly different i I often explain you know transacting on an l2 being like you know a train so the more people are on a train obviously we'll be able to like uh, it will be it will affect the cost of, you know, the cost that's driving the train. Uh, right now, what you're seeing, take, maybe taking a step back, is that um, a couple of things are influencing the price. I would say that uh, all L2s are improving their infrastructure, and so with the coming of uh, proto sharding on L1 Ethereum, and uh, you know some improvements that we'll make on the in, on the infrastructure, I'm definitely. Optimistic, and in our roadmap, we'll see a decrease uh, in gas prices. Um, but obviously, like the current state of gas prices is also heavily influenced by the price of Ethereum. And so if you look at the transaction structure today, uh, a, a big part of the transaction costs are driven by the data commitment that we do on L1. So the gas prices are not where we want it to be, but I think on the flip side, we're seeing... Uh, Transactions increasing in quantity and volume. So that's good. Uh, and so our aim, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a bit, is you know we're very dev- dev-centric, developer-focused, and making sure that we solve this scalability issue for for developers. And this is one of those things that's on our roadmap. I will make sure and ensure that you know we're here to solve the scalability issue. And this is obviously a big part of it. Uh, and we'll make sure that um, or we'll, we'll do our utmost best to play a part in driving. Uh, the resources down that it takes to deploy an application. Uh,
0: tell, tell us about the uh, uh, ZK, uh, ZK EVM. So uh, Scroll is committed to being like fully EVM compatible. Uh, why why do you think it is, uh, it is so important to be EVM compatible versus having like intern- alternative VMs or something?
2: Yeah, so we're a layer two for Ethereum. Uh, like I said, you know, f- trying to or working to solve the fundamental issue of scalability and we want to be there where the devs are and bring the solution towards the devs so we function as an extension of ethereum and by solving this issue of reducing the gas fees and, uh, and throughput and so supporting the ethereum ecosystem and helping the devs build without limitations so ethereum has proven product market fit uh you know through various examples in gaming and DeFi and uh, uh, through, the, through their tech stack uh, in a decentralized and secure manner. And so tying it back to scroll, uh, we want to provide, you know, security is very important to us, but the ability to build these apps. And so being EVM compatible for those reasons is very important to us. And so maybe more practical answer, it means that you have the optimal, an optimal dev experience, you know, Foundry, Hardhead, Ape, you can all use it out of the box. It also means that any innovative solutions that are still based uh, on the Ethereum virtual machine means you can port it over and use it uh, on uh, scroll and then I think lastly it's like you know a lift and shift of your skills so you, you've, you know a lot of people spend a lot of time learning how to build on uh, in the Ethereum ecosystem now uh, again we're focused on solving these issues for developers so you can come and, and again we're an extension of the Ethereum ecosystem so they live in the same ecosystem and uh, benefit uh, of the, lip, the removal of these limitations
1: nice it's good to hear it from you because to be honest from the from the uh, the outside looking in th- through the lens of evaluating various roll-ups over the last I don't know 8 to 12 months that's the vibe that I've had from scroll is like okay they're like this super ethereum aligned like roll-up bunch of chillers like just super ethereum super super heavy um, and that's awesome and uh, I think they, uh, ethereum's kind of Push towards the the more data focused rather than like computational focused Uh roadmap uh, will help to alleviate some of those costs, like you said, like 4844 and things like that. And then tying it back into like the developer experience. We've heard, I mean, and there's there's contrary opinions running around with regards to, you know, EVM, 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 and then there's this VM, that VM. So there's definitely a a conversation there. And I think that that, that EVM is definitely, uh, in terms of dominance, losing dominance, but I can't say it's losing ground. Um, and so I think that like is important as for the reasons that you said. And then I'm kind of curious uh, on the uh, specific uh, design choice with uh, like the ZK EVM itself. So you guys are like basically a type one ZK rollup, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's also like, a, as you go further away from the EVM, it becomes type two, three, and four as per Vitalik's uh, writings. Is, is that ex- like exactly how it works? And you guys are type one, right?
2: Just a- uh, so we're careful with the types, uh, but the characteristic of Vitalik is correct. Vitalik, uh, you know, for those who are listening or maybe new to this, did an article of compatibility versus performance, where a Type One is a fully equivalent uh, Ethereum virtual machine, but the proof overhead, so the time to generate a proof to say, hey, these transactions are valid, is very, very high and 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 difficult, whereas. Uh, you know, it ha- and, and this is also called uh, bytecode equivalent, being that on a lowest level of the smart contract, you're e- uh, equivalent to Ethereum processing the smart contract. And then you have a type four, which is not so compatible with Ethereum, but the performance of generating a proof for these transactions is very high. Now, the reason why I'm saying is it's a bit, um, I-, I would miss say, misleading sometimes, and especially at this point, is first of all, Web3 moves fast. So, you know, uh, by this time, you see people saying, oh, I'm type zero, or, you know, you, you, you hear other types out there. And I think that um, the main message with this typing would be is how close are you to Ethereum? What does it mean for the developer? So I would I would like to answer this question by, by saying, you know, um, we're EVM compatible right now, which means you lift and shift these dev tools, you can apply them. There are some pre-compiles that we don't support with the emphasis yet. So uh, there are some that we support in limited and some uh, yet. Uh, so SHA-256 I think is the most uh, um, famous one. I will say that these are used in edge use cases. If you look at the opcodes, uh, you know, we fully support them. I think uh, the only one that reverts at the moment is self-destruct, but that's going to be deprecated soon. So Uh, we're fully on that level and you're actually already noticing. So something I can share with you in my interaction with developers is we're becoming a home for applied ZK as well, because that works. So if you look at um, uh, frameworks such as Noir, for instance, they even mentioned are in our docs, you know, you you can deploy today. And that doesn't actually go for every ZK rollup at the moment. So um, I understand uh, where where you're going with that. I think different, you know, rollups will categorize themselves. in in certain ways, but our focus is, uh, we are EVM compatible today, which means a lift and shift of the dev tools and dev experience you have in Ethereum ecosystem.
1: Nice, Uh, Scrolls definitely top three bets in people's minds for ZKVM. I I think there might be one or two, Um, that's limiting, but like, I think there's one or two that dominate as far as why do we need 18 different ZKVMs, especially if we're like between zero and one types. Um, So I think, you know, I, I mean, the applied cryptography stuff sounds, sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, Alex,
2: what you got for us? Yeah, one clarification I want to make. So we're not a type one. So type one actually means, yeah, that you're equivalent. And so, yeah, I, I don't... Okay. No, uh, type two would be compatible. And type right. one is equivalent. So yeah, can we it.
0: say that you're type two?
2: I mean, most people would c- c- categorize it like that. But like I said, yeah. I think the typing would be misleading. I think yes. the main messaging is devs can build today just like an Ethereum, just like on scroll. EVM yeah. compatible.
0: That's okay. it. Okay. That's yeah. it. okay. It makes sense. And what can you say about other VMs? So we had a pod with uh, Fuel, for example, who are building Fuel VM with Cartesi, uh, who has their own VM. Uh, so in which cases uh, do you think uh, alternative VMs uh, make sense and uh, where EVM is better? Yeah,
2: that's a... That's an interesting question. You know, maybe taking a step back, what 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 I love about the Web three space is that, you know, I think we, and which we don't get enough credit for is is the bleeding edge technology. We really, we're like, you know, you hear it say a lot people like uh, innovating a lot and working a lot, developing a lot, but that's really happening in Web three at a very rapid space. There are maybe uh, several use cases where, uh, you know, Andy already mentioned that there are some successes being booked or some, and when I see successes, I mean, there are some virtual machines out there that, that are launching uh, that uh, are getting some uh, traction. I would say that it's very difficult for me at this stage to say where the main use case would be is because the amount of users are just straight up lacking. So even if I would tell you right now, I don't know, when you want to do high volume algorithmic trading, which requires you know, an instant, like uh, an ex- extreme levels of throughput or, or payment, that's like, it doesn't really, we're not really there yet. So in terms of users. So, uh, and that's also one of the reasons why uh, I would say that uh, Ethereum is thriving because again, what Ethereum has proven is, is that product market fit. Uh, and so when it comes to liquidity and users, you see uh, a large volume in terms of Web3 inside this ecosystem. But I won't take anything away. I mean, I see a lot of awesome Rust-based virtual machines. Uh, I see people coming with their own language, the Linux-based with uh, Cartesi uh, that that you mentioned. Uh, These are all interesting use cases. And I think that with the second rise of modularity, this is going to be even more interesting how interoperability and composability will become a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, super, uh, super diplomatic answer, and I think that's the only way to be right because ultimately it's all about expansion and like it's also a trade off choice. Like you're making a choice as to what you want to build for which trade offs, and like you just accept it. Like, op- like criticism of trade offs is reasonable, but like open criticism about like using something else is is stupid in in, in my opinion. As long as you understand the trade offs, as like the builders, so you guys want to be very you know EBM aligned and Ethereum aligned, then boom. Also, the VM rush to other VMs is going to have a ton of money in it. But, like, that's just how markets work, right? And so I'm looking forward to that because I think that, like, the new use cases across both VM stacks, non-EVM and EVM, are just going to push each to kind of think harder about what is best. And, like, that's when, you know, that's when next things happen that are, that are powerful.
2: Yeah, and let me add just one thing to that. Change is good. You know, change and innovation is good for everyone. And I would say that, uh, you, you know, the question right now was more about virtual machines, but Wasm. Wasn't And that, that, will, that will open up a whole new different way of within Ethereum and outside of Ethereum. So I, I will say that the reason why um, like another ecosystem would go for a different virtual machine usually is twofold. It's performance, but also a language that is closer to an existing dev ecosystem uh, outside of Web3 maybe. Uh, Rust is kind of like the most popular at the moment. That's why I mentioned it. Um, but honestly, and that's also, also a good answer, and it's, it's trade-offs in design. I'm sure we'll get to uh, some other spicy questions, but the, you know, why scroll and uh, choosing uh, uh, you know, uh, an L2 right now today, what pe- most people I don't think realize is, is that even today already, you'll need to make as a developer design choices, and they will impact uh, your application, not just on the distribution side of things, but on a technical stack. Yeah, can
0: can you elaborate on that? I mean, uh, when cho- when choosing a layer two, uh, I don't know, there are dozens of zk solutions. There are dozens of optimistic uh, rollups. Uh, if I'm a developer, how to how to choose uh, which stack to build on?
2: Yeah, I think that um, starting in the world of rollups, uh, right now, the two biggest types of rollups would be optimistic rollups and zk rollups, um, and the uh, optimistic rollups had. You know the the OP team, Arbitrum do a phenomenal job, great tech, and they solved an uh, an issue in the scalability. But I, I think the main difference with uh, zk rollups we have next to instant finality, and I'm putting it like within quotation marks, compared to optimistic rollups, obviously with that arbitrary period. Now we know the arbitrary period is actually an arbitrary period, meaning not it doesn't need to be seven days, it could be like one day. But I won't get into that. But it, when you look at fin- finality in that case. Um, you know, a ZK roll-up is, is much more preferable, especially for high-stake transactions, transactions that require fast settlement. Uh, you know, if you look at that world of account obstruction, you would like an, an L2 that is credible, neutral, uh, and where a user can very, very quickly recover get their keys and recover it. You wouldn't want to wait a week uh, to get back, to get your keys to get access to your account. So these are use cases, let's say, for ZK rollups specifically, and then diving into the world of ZK rollups, I think that we're in a phase where we look similar, even though under the hood, uh, ZK rollups there are already significant differences. Uh, there are specific, specific ethical, um, not ethical, not but social choices that are being made with some ZK rollups not proving everything, uh, but allowing everything uh, to be processed. So there's a trust in the sequencer. Uh, there are some ZK rollups that uh, use micro VMs. So under the hood, there is definitely tech, technical design choices that will impact on the longer run uh, and, and this also is just left to be seen speaking for scroll why you would be a home for scroll is uh, right now what we're seeing um, is where you know I'm coming back to the Ethereum aligned uh, values but expanding a little bit on that is that it, it is very important that the dev experience uh, is similar because for multitude of reasons skills and uh, speed of building, but also security. So we aim to be like, security is extremely important to us. And, you know, this is not uh, a session to call up or anything because this page is new and I don't, and we, will all, we all want like good for the developers. But we've seen cases where it, it's proven to be extremely difficult to be compatible. Allow me to explain. ZK rollups that aim to be Z, uh, ZK AVM compatible Means that your smart contract operates exactly the way uh, on that ZK rollup as it will on, on, on Ethereum. If it doesn't, it means that your funds can be locked up, for instance, which we have seen in, uh, in the past on another ZK rollup. So for us, dev experience is synonymous also to security, or it's very closely tied, I should say. And so why you would choose to scroll is we're dedicated to have an extremely secure uh, uh, ZK rollup same dev experience meaning you know lift and shift and we're an extension of the ecosystem uh if you look at some other things like all major dev protocols on scroll the major dev protocols are are or are coming on scroll which means that again these are real reasons for devs to start building within the scroll ecosystem okay. awesome man
1: i wish you were on our zk academy uh end of uh q3 early q4 with somebody either you or somebody from the dev real side because the ZK side, what, what I've learned and basically what you're saying is ZK is superior because of this instant finality, but because of this arbitrary basically block waiting time where you get these pre-confirmations, you have to wait to get the full confirmation to be able to kind of, you know, operate in an interoperable manner for, for uh, kind of how I'm thinking about it. Like, it's like this, uh, it's, it's like this, uh, this, this like push and pull of trying to figure out how to express like, yo, this is way better than optimistic growups or other scaling solutions because of all these reasons. That's why we chose this. But now like the problem that, that we're standing in front of is like, well, like I got to wait this time to, to get off, even though it's much shorter than the seven days, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. Just putting apples to apples. Um, I can, I'm feeling the perspective and like, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm curious. What's the technical solution for this on like the interop side? Like how do we operate efficiently to get assets and data on and off scroll, enjoying the instant finality and and all the benefits of ZK, but also somehow navigating the trade-off of like that. Yeah. Like how, how are you guys thinking about it? How are you tackling that? How's the space tackling that?
2: Real quick to, to, to just like uh, understand your question, because the arbitrary period is for optimistic rollups, ups, not for. No, I understand. Roll-up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Well, then what, what I'm saying is ZK has instant finality, but you still have to wait for the proving time to complete to be yeah, able so to, I'll, to. I'll shed some yes. light on that. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: right now, if you look at scroll, uh, the, there are three phases of, let's say, when a transaction is processed. You have the pre committed phase, and that, that takes usually up to two, three, two, three seconds which is also our block time. And then on scroll, your transactions are available, ready to be, your con- contract is there, ready to be interacted. And this requires trust for the sequence. The second phase right now is called committed. In this case, the rollup node commits the data, all the call data on L1, and it's available for anyone to see. This usually takes a couple of minutes. And then the ZK proof that's generated, the aggregated proof over all those transactions, which is a batch of transactions, uh, sorry, a batch, so it's a batch of chunks and chunks are made of blocks. So so that whole batch uh, is now, let's say, in the minutes. So that could be from uh, 10 to 12 minutes to up to like, depending on how obviously big the batch is. So theoretically speaking, like, you know, that is the level of finality. And so... Uh, I know there are, you know, several roll-ups that might lock it up for a certain period of time just to verify even, or, or you know, double verify. But speaking about the stats, that's basically uh, the stats you're looking at. So that, that you're talking about, you know, that's why I said instant between quotation marks is that the comparison is you're not talking about days, but you're talking about, you know, in matters of... Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I can understand that. Uh, but so that time is... I mean, my math is good, but I maybe like 10 minutes, 15, 25 right now?
2: Yeah, so so that depends. You can you can search it up in our docs. We've we've got it uh, um, uh, documented there, but that yeah, and we've also got a roll-up explorer, and then you can see the exact times for each batch, but those are the timings, yes.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, and, and, and I think with more like light client-based uh, interrupt solutions, you guys will be able to get those things going much, much quicker because... Yeah, I mean, it's, if you can just verify a couple of the proofs in, in in one of these batches or you know whatever it is, I think you said batches basically, which is blocks batched up. Um, yeah, then then you're you know then you can really speed things up a bit, and I'm sure you you guys are are focused on that. Um, I'm curious as well about this applied unless you have something to add there. I'm curious about this applied uh, zk. So uh, if you have anything to add on the on that interrupt side, feel free. And then uh, yeah, I'd love to dive into what is being built and like what what you're excited about and
2: I'm excited about a lot of stuff, but I think that uh, on the applied ZK of things, I think uh, there there are different frameworks out there, uh, which are mainly uh, building in in the back of the mind on the architecture and design of EVM. So um, what I'm meant to say with uh, applied ZK is, you know, ZK for identity, uh, you know, ZK for uh, payment I'm seeing, ZK in games. Uh, ZK in games is super interesting. Because they're maintaining state on a circuit level, which means you know you you move your, you 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 move the person around, and then that's actually you know to prove that the person has moved around. on a, on those so state changes are maintained on circuit level. Um, so generally speaking, in applied zk, I'm excited about it a lot. Uh, but the most thing I'm probably excited about is the dev tooling that's becoming available. The dev tooling that's becoming available makes it easier for full stack developers that are not necessarily you know ex- extremely low level. Uh, hands-on uh, developers, because that's under attention span, uh, to be able to utilize a library and then integrate uh, zero knowledge proofs in their applications, and then uh, you know uh, integrate that and deploy that on. Uh, for instance, Scroll, uh, that's for me something that I'm personally, you know, as, as someone gets his hands dirty with a lot of dev tooling as well. So that's what I'm super excited about.
0: Uh, okay, speaking about speaking about. Um... Developer experience. Uh, so, does uh, does EVM compatibility uh, help you to attract more developers uh, into the Scroll ecosystem? What do you feel?
2: Yeah, I guess that ties back to the earlier point um, that because uh, you know we're EVM compatible, it just means that, for instance, you know you use Foundry. Foundry is gaining a lot of popularity in, in DeFi. So you can just use it. Uh, Solidity, Yule, Viper can just use it yeah. so you can deploy it and and uh, use your existing skills and that means that yeah we have i would say quote unquote, the availability of the developers in the ecosystem
0: what works uh, best for you to to track new developers uh, to the to the ecosystem so you you are in charge of devrel so it's your what you're doing hands on like day de- de- on a daily basis
2: yeah so a bunch of things and that, that's maybe also you know, from a more generic point, um, you know what Devrel does, <laughs> uh, and there, and then more focused on what's the scroll flavor of of Devrel. But to yeah. give you like a couple of practical examples, um, you know, obviously we're very omni, try to be omnipresent in the Ethereum ecosystem. So what is already happening, the EGlobal event is a is a practical one, making sure, you know, um, developers can experience the benefit. Uh, of scroll by playing with scroll and deploying on scroll so uh, we spent a lot of time uh, at these hackathons helping developers build uh, seeing developers or learning from these developers so that's that's one of the, the one of the ways another way is that we've got uh, we actually have an existing community and the way we interact with them has been working pretty well for us in the sense that when we have our discord or we have our meetups You know, word of mouth is still very uh, powerful, and we really do everything we can to not be shilly and community first. And I think you know maybe we'll touch about that in, in in a bit as well. And community first for us means is we exist to solve the scalability issues. So how do we drive value to developers? How do we empower communities? We're not there to take over. No, we're not there to shill scroll. But it is show it is showcasing our tech. But how can you use the tech? But also, how does it help you? Does it help you? And so our interactions with developers are through, you know, tangible uh, activities, events, hackathons, content is very important. Can we deliver on content that solves a challenge, an issue, helps educate developers Whether it's applied ZK, developing smart contracts uh, uh, and empowering community, ensuring that, you know, we support the gatherings and support the ecosystem, you know, generally again, Ethereum ecosystem as, as we serve and as an extension, and then a couple of other things I will quickly mention is is you know we're part of the community, so we actively partake in 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 the, the ecosystem, and this also means in our open source contributions. If you look at the amount of open source contributions that the Scroll team does, you know, so uh, that that's quite a bit. So we, in every sense, we try to talk to talk, walk the walk, be part of the community, and, and create an or you know, and I think that that's our brand as well. We credible, neutral, there to help the devs there to help the ethereum ecosystem skill
0: you mentioned uh, you mentioned hackathons um, uh, I've heard an opinion that uh, hackathons uh, already don't work so well because uh, people usually submit very raw prototypes uh, which uh, die after after uh, soon soon after the hackathon or they just I don't know uh, build uh, something uh, on, on the hackathon just I don't know. Migrate uh, the the project from one chain to another, and uh, with with no added value. How how do you make hackathons uh, uh, work for you? Uh, how how what is the I don't know best practice of uh, taking part in a hackathon?
2: Yeah, I think that it starts with the the end in mind, being the goal. The different flavors of hackathons. I think that there. Are, I think the. Um, there are hackathons that are focused where people can just play with your tech. It's meant to be fun, so it attracts bounty hunters. Uh, you know, it it attracts people that are new to the space. Uh, I think eGlobal does a great job at that. You know, they 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 share their stats as well. I think there's just a misconception when it comes to expecting sixty different types of things from one hackathon, or or, or very like split goals from. Uh, one hackathon if your goal is to gain high value projects that have a potential to raise or you want projects that um build very cool nerdy stuff or you know have applied zk for instance involved in that you need to you need to cater the hackathon and design the hackathon towards that goal that you want to be you want to be met so i think um i I think there is a that there's a, that's the common misconception. Uh, so I don't, I don't necessarily think hackathon is a tool. So it will serve to however way you design it. So I don't think there's such a thing as hackathons being broken or it's a bad hackathon. But what is the goal of the hackathon? And I also think that there's maybe a misconception around you know, the, the one-inch story coming out of an e-global hackathon. So people are like, oh, you know, then we need to start doing hackathons because <laughs> that's you know, what will get us these billion-dollar projects. Well, again, it, I've seen very successful hackathons. And out these hackathons, projects come that raise. They're designed vastly different than the hackathons that are meant to raise awareness of what is your protocol? What does it do? You know, is your name known out there in the Web3 ecosystem? So that, I hope that answers the question a bit.
1: Definitely does, and it relates. Yesterday, we did an arbitrum stip space marathon. talking about their their uh, their basically community wide grant program. We had like 60 teams or something, 45 teams, and it was just like it was a it was a verbal hackathon. It was like a coordination thon. It was like whoa, and so like that kind of experience. Then you kind of put that onto de- onto you know devs for uh, you know more more like you know raising venture or just getting into the community and building that up. I, as you're saying, it kind of helps, and I feel like once these devs get their, their kind of infra down, which is why you said that was so important for ZK, right? Like these, that, that infra stack ready for developers who are more you know, less custom made for ZK, but more willing to adopt if they have the right libraries. Like that subset, once they get into ZK, for lack of better like phrase, I feel like this idea of prove anything without, or verify slash prove anything without knowing the thing, it blows people's minds. And then devs are like hooked. So I think the, like, that step of like content, as you said, is super important. And that education and that inference, that's like the muck. Because like the then once you get into ZK, man, it's like pff, you're doing recursive Merkle tree proofs and like going crazy. You know? and, like, I feel like from a dev point, I'm not a dev, but I feel like it's exciting. So just wanted to throw that in there as far as like, why it could be so
2: important. 100%. I share that excitement. I think a lot of people do in this space. Honestly, and you worded, you worded it well.
0: What do you what do you think about uh, other formats? Uh, I don't know boot camps, uh, accelerators, uh, hacker houses, uh, something uh, like uh, some alternatives to hackathons.
2: Yeah, again, these are all tools. So it's the way they're designed, but I think they're super useful, uh, extremely powerful. Uh, I've do, I've done multiple builder houses. Um, it, it really depends on on how you design them. Again, I think they're a couple of famous ones out there that are known for their vibe, uh, you know, uh, I think notoriously, obviously, Solana. Uh, Solana's Hacker
1: houses.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and all credit where credit is due, right? And I think that they've uh, what successful communities in the Web3 space have proven is that you do these things right, and it, and which means you bring value to the community, right? You put community first, which means the ending goal, when I say the ending goal is so whether it's a bootcamp, whether, so, Buddy of mine uh, founded Cypherin, you know, have a great course right now, gained a lot of traction because, you know, they're focused on delivering that value. Knowledge is not gate very something we, we, you know, behind a paywall, something we, you know, also very much believe in. So I think that Bootcamp is super powerful uh, for both beginners and advanced users, especially when you talk about, you know, getting people hands dirty with applied ZK. Love it. Um, and uh, builder houses very very, much, hacker houses very much depend. It depends on, on, on how you design it. Cool, man.
1: Uh, Alex, do you have something? I, I want to kind of talk about how Scroll is going to fill in this, like launch a new chain on Scroll stack. Because like Polygon's doing CDK, OP's doing OP stack, ZK has ZK stack. What's like the come launch a chain on Scroll and like we'll fund you and help you type stack?
2: Yeah, I think the 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 stack discussion uh r- spinning up your own chain discussion is very interesting. Uh I, you know, uh, was just came back from DevConnect, Connect, heard a lot about L3s. My uh my perception of that is is that we're very much focused on uh improving and optimizing our chain so that we solve the scalability issue. Not to f- I'm not going to re- uh, repeat myself, don't worry. I think the I think that when it comes to launching your own stack and chain, we're, we're researching a lot. We're researching a lot and seeing it needs to make sense for the community. It needs to make sense for uh, the developers that want that out there. So uh, today, uh, I will say that today, right now, it's not there, but uh, yeah, we're looking at all alternatives that will ensure that you know, when it comes to, not, to, to throughput and resources and, and, and performance, that will increase. Uh, but and uh, but it, was, it needs to make sense. So we're looking at all alternatives here. And by the way, we are open source. So uh, you know, uh, I, I know of a chain that forked started their own L two in in South Korea. Uh, and so that's all possible. And so we're very much open source orientated, which means that when it comes to modularity, I mean, you're talking about L 3s for instance, or like spinning up your own chain. I mean, there's whole multi proof theories out there as well, right? Like you know, util- you know uh, utilizing a prover network or, you know, a multi-prover network, I should say. Uh, in there, there, is, there is talks about shared sequencers. So where this whole space is moving, we, we have yet to see. Uh, and it, it kind of reminds me of modularity, I think one and a half year ago, where it was like, yeah, hardcore modularity. And then it kind of like, it died down a little bit. That's because we had to stop and think for a moment, what does it exactly mean? And yes, modularity is important, but I think we fit right in there because we're open source. Uh, and so we're going to find out ways where it becomes interrup- interoperable, these different components working with each other. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to find out what the best way is for the devs. And that, that's going to be the way to go.
1: Yeah, man. The uh, multi-provers shared liquidity across as many ZK ropes as you can think of. Sharing security and the sequencer, is like some crazy constellation model that your old friend at polygon ZKVM told me about Jordi called it a constellation. Maybe yeah. you guys can take that and run with <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: Yeah we'll 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 see. I think I like personally I'm super excited and I have a high level of respect for all the researchers and engineers. Uh but you know we're in a very interesting time, time of web three where we haven't invented the wheel yet uh, so to say so um a lot of these things they, they will be played out uh I think right now what is very important is understanding the needs of the devs now, what we can do to help them solve these issues and scale, And then, like I said, we're open source, so we're already in the modular conversation uh, and looking at how we can be of value there.
0: Do you see, do you see a lot of uh, commitments from, from the community to, to your open source uh, uh, library? Uh, or most of the commitments are from your team?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, we released, a, we tweeted even a stat, but I, 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 don't quote me on it, but a, a large part, like when you say community, I, I also think of all the researchers and like developers in this space, right? So yeah, there is uh, definitely uh, a high level commitment. I, I will get that answer to you when it comes to like how much exactly, but also when you say community, I mean, community is very like a large I would say definition. So when you talk about, you know, the exploration team, for instance, within Ethereum, like as a community or the whole ecosystem as a community, I mean, we definitely got a lot of uh, interest and requests on on how they can contribute. But there, like the contributions of outside of the Scroll team, yeah, it's very significant.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, what
2: are what are the other ways to to
0: motivate developers to contribute? I don't know. Maybe maybe some. Grants, programs, uh, can you, can you tell, tell us more? I mean, I don't know. There are a bunch of protocols out there who are willing to attract developers. What are, what are the other best practices? What, what would you recommend?
2: Yeah, so we're a whole... So we're a whole for like geeky, nerdy experiments, anyone who wants to build. Uh, and, and our value proposition very much around, uh, you know, performance and, uh, and security. So being a very secure chain. Outside of that, there are things that you can do to make it more attractive. Like, let me talk first, generally speaking. So grants is often mentioned. You know, I think we were both there during, uh, you know, last year's Bullmark, last bull where, you know, a lot of chains were just like throwing money around and that was a very easy way to, let's say, uh, attract developers. Now, I think it is important to support devs and early stage projects. And so grants is, for instance, uh, something that can help early stage projects. The way you go about it is very, very important. Uh, so I've spent a lot of time giving these grants and talking to projects. And so guidance on how they spend the, the grants is also important. And so right now, behind closed doors, we're running a couple of experiments in how we can uh, utilize these resources best to help early stage projects. Um, you know, we're very much involved in helping them get to the next level behind closed doors. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing that, we're being very careful. We have a brand where we are very developer research orientated. We're there as an extension. You know, the the vibe and uh, community focus of Ethereum, we, we, we want to really echo that. Andy said at the start, you know, that we're known for being extremely Ethereum aligned, but that's not just across a tech stack. It's not just because we're EVM compatible. It's across values, across culture. So, it is often perceived as vague, but I can tell you firsthand that the, when I joined Scroll, a lot of these developers came to me and said, you know, great platform. How can we be part of it? How do we build on Scroll? And that was because of the way we position ourselves. Credible neutral. We're credible neutral. We're there uh, to support developers uh, and build. Uh, you know, have an open source mind. And that is apparently very, very attractive for developers to start building on us.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the off chain now with the hackathons and the uh, hacker houses and the different things that happen off chain. You kind of just hit it nail on the head there with regards to the community. Um, you know, the community side of things is very impactful for uh, for for how these these organizations are perceived. There's like there's this thing known as a brand archetype circle where there's like twelve or sixteen different brand archetypes. Right on things like Innocent, Lover, Maverick, uh, in, uh, you know, Hero, Ruler, something like this. You can actually kind of pinpoint subliminally, subliminally which brands in crypto are which. And so I can't exactly pinpoint right now for scroll, but I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking the same thing that you're thinking. And I think that those who have been around and see the community are kind of aligned on that. vibe. kind of deeper into that, uh, how do you then align yourself with other communities that have a separate Values, but are also building towards a better zk future. Like, we don't to name the entire zk stack or even the optimistic stack. Like, how do you how do you think about uh, this this composition of the different zk players and optimistic players as one? Because if you're truly a theme aligned, then the answer I'm setting you up for is like, oh, we want everybody to kind of win. We see this as like a growth and and this kind of like you know together as a whole future. But you know, also you you got to establish your position, and you you have, but. Curious, just how you kind of balance that competition versus like this growth mindset when it comes to the role of uh, players in you know around you guys.
2: Yeah, Um, I would say if you look at our researchers and if you look at actually the people in Scroll, we have it doesn't mean we don't talk to you if you're not in the Ethereum ecosystem. As a matter of fact, they have discussions, they have like not only discussions, but not only quote unquote are we open, we are open to learn from other uh, communities. So here here's the thing: uh, when OP has a success, we're happy for OP. When Base is booking success, we're happy for Base. Jesse Pollock you know, knows uh, our founders, key researchers. Jordi Badina, you mentioned he and Togrol are friends. So. You, it's. I think I think my gen- general answer I hope it doesn't frustrate you but is don't believe the crypto uh, t- tech Twitter you know the, the tech Twitter hi- uh, hype and the, the FUD over there is that you know behind the scenes these people are very close because they understand um, first of all they're happy for each other's successes they're passionate about the tech they want the tech to improve they are when when someone some other ecosystem says we are community first we don't doubt them so it means that they're you know obviously there is a you you mentioned competition and i'll get to that uh, but uh the you know we don't doubt the integrity of let's say valuable conversations and other people when they say community first and so again it's it's talk the talk and walk the walk like you like you said you set me up for it but it, you know i kind of didn't cuz no we we do we do that now when you when you talk about competition uh i will say we're we're still very early in terms of users and developers. So that's also what I mean with a win for a, another chain. You know, I don't see it as a loss for us. At, at, at the end of the day, we need more devs here, left or right. We need more users here, left or right. So um, I will copy-paste the answer of Jesse Pollock. I think, during ETC where he's like, you know, he, 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 it, our talk was after Jesse and then he's like hyping up scroll and, and I really appreciated that. And you know that's kind of the, the 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 a similar vibe and passion that we share.
1: Hell yeah, dude! That was like a like a like a pump up speech like before a soccer game or something.
0: Let's so go! Let's go! I have some questions about the mainnet launch. Uh, so uh, you you've recently uh, announced uh, the launch of the mainnet, and uh, can can you tell a little bit about uh, the steps uh before launching it like how to prepare to 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 that and uh, uh yeah tell tell us about it a little bit
2: it's probably nothing that prepares you for that <laughs> um uh you know saying maybe would kill me if i say that no i will say um obviously that the the more logical answers we had a we had test nets uh running and then if you look at our first test net and then uh, scroll Alpha, then Scroll Alpha Testnet, which settled on Gurley, and then we had Scroll Sapola, which is our current testnet, uh, and we had a lot of learnings from it. When it comes to the infra, you know, when you with DevOps, uh, when it comes to our prover uh, network, w- 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 we obviously learned a lot, and with every launch, we became better and better and better. And to be honest, uh, and i uh, maybe it's cringe or maybe it sounds weird, but it was a breeze. We, we were very happy with how it went. We did the launch. It, it it went very smooth. The Genesis block, it went very smooth. We are, we didn't encounter any issues and that's because of all the learnings and hard work that went into it. Uh, and, you know, that is the honest answer. So the practical answer is, is obviously any chain. Like the, You know, you launch a couple of test nets. There's a lot of learnings in there. You have user interaction learnings. You know, you, you, there are things that you learn about the bridge, the sequencer, the proven network, et cetera. So these are all things that, you gain you get a lot of information from and you improve every time and, and also the ops logistics and the launch and the communication side of things that every time you know we learn and and we we listen very carefully to to the community and uh these things play a, a vitally important role for the for the for a mainnet launch because you can only do it once
1: yeah i think um I think uh, there's a lot going in, now, like, the, like, like the second order consequences, like, all right, so now what? Like, how are we tracking devs, users, protocols? Are you guys looking for more like scroll native protocols, like build the native DeFi ecosystem out? Or are you kind of have the mindset of let's inherit a lot of the Ethereum DeFi, Ethereum kind of protocols? Like how are you doing on the, on the development side when it comes to like usability and functionality for people to actually like come and make scroll their home on chain, at least with some of their capital?
2: Yeah, so uh, I guess the easy answer is both. I mean, we're here as an extension of Ethereum, which means that you know a home for the Ethereum uh, applications, you know, whether they live on Ethereum or will be native on scroll. And I think that the, what, what we're seeing is what we're trying to support is um, is any developer that's limited by that scalability to come and build on scroll, and then using the power of ZK for, of that, let's say instant finality. Which, which allows you to stick very, very close to the, uh, to the Ethereum ecosystem. Also in terms of liquidity and interoperability. So, and comp- sorry, actually the composability. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it allows you to stick very, very close uh, uh, to Ethereum. Now, in terms of what we want, it, it, it's, it's a bit difficult to answer. It's not necessarily what we want, what the community wants and what they want to build. So we see a couple of trends. We see trends in DeFi, but gaming just came back from Def Connect, pretty much red-pilled on gaming and, and on-chain gaming and the whole autonomous world. So I think that I'm seeing amazing developments in that space and would love to see, that's me personally speaking right now, I would love to see on-chain games on scroll. And, and I think that it, it can be, uh, William Robertson from Alliance Dow mentioned a couple of like, you know, the whole comeback of board games and like more like the design of board games on, on-chain. And I think that they have a major potential we see some games now being built. We see some native DeFi uh, projects being built on scroll, which we obviously love uh, and, and, and want to be a home for it. But the gen- general answer is we want to be a home for uh, the Ethereum builder. Security is like our num- number one priority. And then increasing the performance, whatever way you interpret that, better and better. We, uh, we want to be, uh, and, and we will support native DeFi protocols, but also protocols coming from from uh, other chains and personally i'm super stoked about what gaming will be, bring you know in uh in the next cycle the dance there's, the goes- alpha, Alex.
1: there's the alpha i mean it's like why even go on twitter you just get the dev real head on a podcast and ask him where to actually focus your time and scroll it's like dude like thanks man let me go find an early stage game to angel invest in because if it's if there's three hits in the ecosystem well there's a chance you know so yeah thanks for that man um, yeah, I agree. Exactly. I think the zk, the zk stuff enables gaming because of recursive proofs, because of that instant finality. It's all that, and yeah, it's really cool. Um, so nice.
0: So do, so, do you think that uh, games will be the main narrative of the next bull market, or
2: something else? Do you believe in something else? I mean, this is not financial advice. That's number one. <laughs> number two, uh, all, in, this, this, <laughs> all all my opinions are my own. The second thing I would say. Uh, but I am extremely stoked about gaming. I used to believe in a architecture of combination of on-chain, off-chain. You know, I think the most popularity that was gained on gaming was, you know, you kind of have like your assets on-chain, but the gameplay logic off-chain. You had like NFT skins and stuff like that. Yeah, whole world opened up to me, and I'm flabbergasted about how creative and how how skilled these devs are that they're actually building with the infrastructure that was available to them before so i'm even more stoked what zk uh, and scroll can mean for them uh, now and up come up and coming so i think gaming is going to be a huge focus in the coming time
1: just to kind of chime in there then i know you guys are you know Somewhat required, and as you should, to be credi- credibly neutral from the ecosystem perspective. But you know, just by maybe a term of just pure facts or stats, are there any games that are particularly more exciting than uh, than than others currently in their stages of of development? Um, and if you know, you don't have to you don't have to tell us too too much, but objectively, like you know, are, are there some that are more ahead? And kind of what are what are you looking at on the ecosystem level? If we have a community full of gamers, where can they game? Or can they test these things out
2: yes yeah, so, so there are a couple of games today on on, on scroll i have qbit upk uh, chat npc sakaba, sakaba so there there are a couple of like an omni kingdoms so of scroll kingdom sorry so there are a couple of that they, they could bring and honestly if you go to ecosystems.scroll.io you, you'll find them there if you just click games um if i understood your question correctly like, like what i see as being exciting the type of game
1: yeah like what yeah what like what could you know get ahead like because. To so Alex, and I, gaming is just like it's almost like this vast abstract concept of like, you know. So yeah,
2: yeah. That's and that's accurate because it, 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 gaming is like saying you you know you're working with people. What do you exactly do? Or in tech, like it's very very well. So there are a couple of things that I see. Uh, if you look at triple A games, you know, notoriously the triple A games, you know, Call of Duty stuff like that. I mean, you won't find that right now fully on chain, obviously. But if you look at like the Pokemon uh, kind of game, you know. I'm seeing, actually, that them type of games fully on-chain now. Uh, and there are engines such as pyma Engine, Mud uh, Engine, that allow you to build these type of games fast. They actually have templates. So that is super exciting to me. Then you have these strategy-based games. Like, um, what's that popular like strategic game that, um, you know, you, you play a country and then you can build your empires? Yeah, stuff Risk, like right? Yeah, Risk is one. And then there's, there's, there's another one. Pro- uh, I forgot the name, but these kind of games, turn-based games, session games are super important, like, are are, are viable now on chain. So that's also something that I see as, as interesting. And then you see Dark Forest, obviously, on Gnosis. So there, there, there are games, uh, and then you have uh, Sky Strife, uh, that, that's getting popular right now. So so you're saying, yeah. like,
1: this, like, classical legacy game is, is going to reappear in crypto gaming, and that's why it could be so super prominent, because it's like... Yeah, it's like another. It's like a a, like we're starting off this with like a rerun almost of what's been popular, and then it could probably grow exponentially from
2: there. Yeah, a little bit. I guess like the nuance I have to that is that if you look at Pokemon games today, they're actually, you know, they're just a colored version of the ones that were like, I mean, I'm not talking about the Nintendo, I'm I'm talking about the Switch ones, you know, they're just like still the same type of game. The funny thing is, is that when you look at games, it's much more important that what's the story, what's the emotional connection? And now this is an entirely different story as to, you know, this has to do with game development. Uh, and, And like look at Pudgy Penguins. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, this, it's the emotional connection that people will have with the brand and narrative that will make that successful. So what I love about these game devs as well is that they're busy with that. They're busy with distribution. And then when they talk to me, it's like, okay, Raza, what can you or what can Scroll do for me? And that's exactly the type of conversation I want to have. It's like, hey, for instance, when we talk about finality, security, et cetera, and then in, in the ecosystem. But I don't have to worry because, again, uh, Mud and, and, and Pymar, EVM, engines or EVM-compatible engines, they will build it. So, and and the funny thing is, because I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Annie. I also thought, like, it's like I'm so immersed myself, like, uh, you know, playing like Destiny, Call of Duty, is that you think that the most sophisticated, artistic-looking game is where the biggest population is? Well, let me ask you, how many users do you think Candy Crush has? And Yeah, Candy, I hear you. So tens, ten, tens yeah.
0: of millions, hundreds uh, of millions,
2: a lot, we can billions agree on billions. a lot. So, and, and the technical requirements for that are not amazing. Yeah.
1: So you're just saying the gaming, man, I mean, to kind of wrap that one up there, like the, the gaming thought is like, there's going to be a hit or two or a, a, a handful. And those hits can spread like wildfire, like no DeFi app. that's doing on chain yield with a gamified aspect is going to hit like a game could spread like pudgy penguins too. Pudgy penguins is arguably the, like, in, in, you know, brought it up. I, I pudgy penguins. I, I love them. I, I saw Sandy has one. It's funny that she's not here, but pudgy penguins are, are spread like a game would and, and they will continue to. So uh, yeah, I think I understand why you're super bullish on it. man. it's like very much consumer facing web two facing normal world, like
2: permeating. And that's, that's, that's powerful.
0: Is yeah, it, with, is it a pin? Is it sorry? Is it a that uh, you have on your profile pic?
2: Uh, yes, Sandy has.
0: Uh, I, I, but not Andy. Yeah, no? I have
2: one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. uh, okay. you But you cool? Penguins are the builders' PFP, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> Need to get one. But uh, it's also, um. What I wanted to add, what Andy was saying, is this with now they're building these games with the benefits that come with blockchain, and then ZK powered as well. So, it's, you know, distributed and whole economy, etc. the whole thing. And DeFi can plug into that, honestly. Nice. I
1: get you and, you and uh, Sebastian from Pima on a, uh, on a Twitter space or something and just go at it and just freaking do some gaming chat. I met I Sebastian,
2: Sebastian, in, uh, I met Sebastian in, in Istanbul. It was an extreme was pleasure to meet him. Yeah, I loved meeting him. Yeah, I'm down. Sign me up. I love Sebastian. I love Torochi game. I love Pi engine
0: nice nice okay guys I think we need to wrap up uh, looks like Sandy didn't join us but uh, nevertheless uh, we so had sorry. a <laughs> fantastic conversation with Raza thank you so much for joining us a lot of uh, uh, interesting insights about ZK about gaming mass adoption everything uh, so yeah thanks uh, thanks Raza thanks Andy. yeah yeah
2: Cheers, thank guys. you, guys that was awesome yeah Thank you both. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I hope I lived up to the scroll expectation, the expectation of scroll.